Happy Friday, and thank you for tuning into the KFAN edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I go by Gabe Henderson inside the TCO radio studio with me tonight. It's Vikings.com's Tatum Everett. And coming up later on the show, Meat Sauce, a.k.a. Paul Lambert from the Power Trip Morning Show would join us to give his thoughts on the Vikings thus far this season. And uh, Tatum, it is week six of Vikings football, and uh, it's crazy to say that. It really is. I feel like we were just game planning for, I guess, training camp. I, honestly, for me, it was like, just get through London. <laughs> like, that was my mindset for the, for a very long time, for like the first month. I was like, we just need to get through this London trip. And once you get through that, now I'm kind of like, oh, smooth sailing. Oh, wait, there's a bye. Oh, wait. You know, like there's always like these other things that are kind of like popping up. But yeah, I, I can't believe it's already been this this far along. I think ideally I I'm a little bit more of a pessimist probably when it comes okay. to like the teams that I follow because I don't like to get my hopes up. But I mean, four and one, I'll take it. Right. Any day of the week. Any I mean, day of the five week. and oh is always great. But with uh, this Vikings know, team, I'm good with that. Cautious optimism for me. I'm taking yeah. four and one any day of the week. And when you have a, a Dolphins team that uh, I guess they're. <laughs> <laughs> their Flailing? injury, yeah, their, their injury report. <laughs> if you see my refrigerator, you know how empty it is, and my grocery list is almost as long as their injury report. So, I'm expecting hopefully a Vikings win on Sunday at noon at Hard Rock Stadium. And if the Vikings win, it'll be the first time they got a win at Hard Rock Stadium or in Miami since 1976. So um, we weren't even around. We, were, we weren't nowhere even, to be seen. I don't think we were even thought of at that point. Oh God, no. At that point in time. I think my mom was graduating high school. You know what the number one movie <laughs> in America was in 1976? Oh my gosh, uh, Saturday Night Fever. No, oh. it's another movie, and we went to the city. Uh, Rocky. Rocky. Oh, nice. Rocky had just debuted okay. less than a month before the Vikings all, won the first game. All the boomers are going to think we're just like, oh, man, how do they not know that one? They're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, Rod Stewart, Tonight's the Night was the number one song in America during, in 1976. Okay, good old Rod. Be- yeah, right? We, because we know who I Rod like is, that. right? I do know who Rod okay. Stewart is. I will say that. I'm going to help. I'll save some face by saying that. I really do. So, Well, Vikings fans, make sure you tune into the pregame show at 10 a.m., uh, Mike Musman will lead the ship alongside voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, and Ben Lieber. There are four players on this current Vikings roster that grew up less than 20 miles That's crazy. from Hard Rock Stadium. So uh, Greg Joseph, Josh Tellis, Patrick Peterson, and the one and only Dalvin Cook. And my question for you is, out of those four guys, which homecoming are you most excited to watch on Sunday? Mr. Miami himself, Dalvin Cook. Mr. I think. Miami. Well, I think honestly, you you get to know Dalvin. You hear him talk about home, and as much as he's adopted Minnesota as a second home, I mean, he's just Miami through and through. A lot of these guys played high school football in there. We talked to Dalvin on the Audible this week. If you haven't, if you weren't able to listen to that on KFAN yesterday, then be sure to go to Vikings.com and check out the Audible this week. Gabe and I sat down with Dalvin Cook, and he talked at length about a lot of memories. Memories he had from there. What his family plans on doing? Tailgating for the game, making sure like they took care of the ticket count so Dalvin doesn't have to. You know, I mean, it's an exciting thing. Uh, and hey, if if there's some players that probably gave him a few if, if he didn't have enough. Yeah, I mean, you would think some teammates would say, yeah. hey, Dalvin, if this is what's going to make you have your first 100 yard <laughs> game of the season, take all of my tickets. So, yeah. 
he he's going to be a guy that's going to be fun to watch. For sure, yeah. I think this is a game where you have to capitalize on, like you said, the long injury list and 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 really take advantage of the situation. I feel like a broken record. We said this last week. And granted, I think the defense did a good job of being able to contain the Bears' run game. But as I'll allude to later, I, I really need to see a four-quarter performance. Four-quarter performance would be great. And I think that starts with the offense and Dalvin Cook running the ball. But also the other guy who's making his homecoming back to the state of Florida. I guess this is his home city. Yeah. Where the Hard Rock, where I guess where Hard Rock Stadium is, Patrick Peterson. So he, he's only played them, I guess, in Miami one time since he's been in the NFL. And that was in 2016 in the game that he lost. So to be able to see him get a, a rematch or a, 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 ven- a revenge game against his hometown team will, will be great to see. Uh, he's I feel like he's overdue for an interception also. Oh, yeah, and for the, sure. I mean, he's got the streak going on. Yeah, the one, one per year, right? One per year at this point. He's hit 29. You know, and I think it's funny because I think people forget that he's from Florida. Yeah. I feel like they forget that's where he grew up because he went to an out-of-state school he lives in Georgia, you know, so he hasn't really gone back. So as many memories as it holds there, I think people kind of forget that, like, Patrick is from that area. Uh, Patrick Peterson is going to have a great game, in my opinion. Um, when you face a third-string quarterback, that's a rookie. Yeah, that's a seventh-rounder. You got to. He, he has to be licking his chops. And um, hopefully that'll turn into a, a win on Sunday. But I think, speaking of wins, this Dolphins team is trying to keep a streak alive also. They've got eight Straight, I didn't even know that. Eight straight home wins dating back to last year, week nine, uh, I believe, when they beat the Texans. So wow. the Vikings can, I guess, mess up their their streak trying to get this homecoming win for a lot of guys. So what's your one big talking point, I guess, just heading into this game for this Minnesota Vikings team that's just trying to rewrite the ship? Yeah, I, I think a fast start and then not just a fast start, obviously, is enough. I think you saw in the Bears game that it was you know, what, 21 to three, and then it just kind of fell off from there. And I think you have to have all three phases show up. I think if two phases play a really good game and you start fast and keep your foot on the pedal, you can avoid the comeback. So it's three straight fourth quarter comebacks. I really think that this is a game to head into the bye with momentum. Right. Like you want that. I I mean, players talk about this all the time. When you win or you lose before a bye is a totally different feeling and it sets up the next week with how you attack things. Like if you've got that bad taste in your mouth going into a bye, that's just not a good thing at at all. all. I think they start fast. You know, I find this interesting because I know people make a big deal of coin toss. Like, do you defer? Do you receive whatever but this team has whether they've won the toss or not this is that's not that's not the point I'm making the point that I'm making is as if they've start if they've started off the game they have scored on every opening drive if they've started the game yep. if they get the ball first three of five games I'm thinking don't so when they haven't had the ball when they haven't had the ball first they didn't score on their opening drive is that what you're saying yes okay and so I think like whether or not the scripted drive works better first right out of the gate, I don't know. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not sitting here being the expert. I'm right. just researching. So if you get the toss, like, do you say, yeah, let's let's get the ball? They or if you it last get week. it, yeah. And, and I think that's kind of part of it is that, you know, they are so confident in that first scripted drive that they start fast, but like it's that second and yeah. third quarter that really make me nervous. I mean, there's only usually on a coach's play sheet, you'll have 15 plays scripted out. And I mean, if it's a five play drive on the first drive of the game, and you score a touchdown, usually those next 10 plays, you can continue to, to go 
uh, the way you have planned. So for the Vikings, getting off script and being successful and getting off script is going to be key. But like you said, this is a really good time to play the Miami Dolphins. And Pete Burchett said this earlier this week. He said it's it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Like that's yeah. the, that's the name of the game in the yeah. NFL. So yeah, because if you would have taken Don the Dolphins, what three weeks ago? Right, different story. We're, we're not saying this is an easier win. I mean, to, I mean, you see Tua, you see Tyreek Hill, you see Jalen Waddle, all those guys on their offensive side of the ball, and you say, okay, they're they're going to make plays. How do we limit them? And they still have a lot of those guys playing, and it's still the NFL. But at the same time, you you I guess you're a little bit more confident knowing that the signal caller or the guy that kind of makes this engine go uh, isn't going to be dressed out on Sunday. And that, that kind of leads me to my one point is starting fast, finishing strong, and playing up to your level of competition versus playing down to the level of the team you're playing against. Uh, the last three games that the Vikings have won, the combined record of the Chicago Bears, uh, New Orleans Saints, and Detroit Lions were 4-5. and five. So those were must-win games, and we won those games, right? Like you, yeah. I mean, a win is a win, but you, you, you want to see us just – I guess just put your foot on the guy's throat and just say, hey, this is this is who we are. We're not backing down for anybody. So I'm excited to see how Kevin O'Connell is going to, I guess, string some plays together and get these guys to rally behind um, each other going into Miami. It's going to be a longer flight. Uh, he addressed the media today and discussed his game plan heading into that game on Sunday. Big opportunity for us going into our bye. We've, you know, we're playing a really good football team down there uh, that's tough to play against at home uh, in their home environment. And, and I know there's a lot of positive energy around their team. Mike's doing a great job with the football team. You can tell just watching them on tape in all three phases, it's going to be a, a real challenge um, for us going down there. Another really cool thing going on, Vikings uh, Vikings Unified is a Special Olympics flag football team that we've kind of, Quasi, myself, Harrison Phillips, um, have spent some time around. We actually signed them to contracts a couple weeks ago, um, but they're taking on uh, you know the Miami Unified uh, flag football team down there. They'll be staying at our team hotel, hoping to get our guys around some of those guys down there. But they got a big game six o'clock over at the Dolphins facility, so we're wishing them the best of luck. With that, I'll open it up to you guys. Justin Jefferson was talking about conversations he had with you about moving him around more and, and sort of cited that as the reason he's exploded the last couple of weeks. I guess what's the conversation been like with the receivers as you continue to find what works for them the best? I think it's week to week, game to game. They understand how we kind of put together plans based upon what we think is best. Sometimes uh, featuring certain guys, maybe certain matchups. Sometimes it's, you know, playing different spots in, in some of our normal formations just to help uh, give us a better chance of not only having success on those plays, but maybe give us some information uh, to complement that those plays for either future weeks or maybe in game. Um, but I'm so confident right now in, in JJ, Adam, KJ, uh, Jalen Rager starting to really, you know, get comfortable in our offense. So we feel like he's a real option for us as well. And when those guys go in there, just, you know, they play fast, they're in attack mode. They got a ton of confidence in, in what we're doing. And then obviously in our quarterback to, to find them when they're open. And really that's what we preach. The open guy is going to get the ball and we expect all five guys, all five eligibles to come to life on concepts. And, and then it's about Kirk reading it out and the rhythm and timing to find those guys. But we'll continue to try to be creative while staying true to kind of who we want to be as, a, as an offense. Well, that's Kevin O'Connell, head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, giving his thoughts on the current team heading into that game on Sunday. Right before we go to break, Tatum, I want to give this interesting fact. Kevin O'Connell is 3-6 and six all time as a player and a coach, I guess an assistant coach, against the Miami Dolphins. So Sunday will be his 10th time playing against the Miami Dolphins. So I'm interested to see what his game plan will be for this Minnesota Vikings team 
I guess, trying to go 1-0 for the first time as a head coach. Well, it's interesting that I feel like there's a lot of, like, history of, like, the Dolphins being the better team in this in this matchup or, or guys haven't played the Dolphins or they haven't been successful against the Dolphins. So, you know, this team set some history here and there um, this season so far. I think that could continue this week for these guys. Uh, I like my chances, and I like the chances of talking to Meat Sauce coming up after the break. Hey, Vikings fans, right now you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at U.S. Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching. Spala Montage is the Twin Cities' premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Vikings.com's Tatum Everett. And uh, now we have the special privilege of being joined by uh, Meat Sauce, a.k.a. Paul Lambert from the Power Trip Morning Show, who uh, joins us this morning. Sauce, we were just talking. You you were, are, are usually off work at this point, but I uh, appreciate you, I guess, extending your workday for us. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I have uh, what I like to call summer school hours where I work <laughs> from like 530 in the morning until 9 a.m. So I'm done on, uh, done working. So I guess I would call this uh, my overtime. Oh, well, I guess we need to start paying you as, as such at this point. Not yet, but if I have to do it again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about this uh, this team in purple, man, because um, I guess we're we, we so happy to be four and one and we look good doing so uh but the last time we beat the miami dolphins uh, i guess floppy discs were still in town so there's an opportunity for us to get back on track but before we do that what have you seen from this 4-1 vikings team well the thing that i love about this team is they put together like really good quarters like the first quarter last week with with kirk going 13 to 13 was incredible and that was awesome but then you kind of see where like they do have a killer instinct but it really doesn't show up until the fourth quarter when they need it. But the one thing that I've said all week on the Power Trip Morning Show is the drive that they did last week that was like 17 plays, they were 5-for-5 five five on third down, was incredible. A good team completes that drive, and the Vikings did. So you can say, and a lot of people have, well, they haven't put together a complete game yet. They're going to play a third-string, seventh-round quarterback on Sunday. They've gotten kind of lucky with the game with the Lions, but – what we saw last Sunday when they put that 17-play, 75-yard drive together to win the game with a touchdown, that's something great teams do. So we hope that continues on Sunday. Sauce, are you a pessimistic or an optimistic Vikings fan? How would you describe yourself? Well, it's a good question because I, of course, am old enough to remember the 98 team that fell apart, the 09 team. So I'm an optimist. I always think they're going to do well, but... I'm always the one when they fall apart. It's always like, why did I fall for this again? But uh, for for an easy answer, I think I'm an optimistic Vikings fan. Are you cautious with that? Yeah, because you kind of have to be. Like that's what people say. Like the Vikings are four and one, but that's always the follow up with this team so far. They're four and one, but they beat a bad Lions team. They beat a bad Bears team. They got the Packers at the right time. They lost, or maybe some people think they got beat pretty badly against the Eagles, but they've won all their division games so far, so they got to be doing something right. 
and they're four and one. But that's, I think, the comeback every Vikings fan has. Yeah, I mean, if you if you lose to those teams, though, then you're starting to press the panic button. At least you're getting this stuff out right now against teams that you should be. And it's only what five weeks in. So, and I remember talking about this last week on the show. Gabe was we were talking about how this Bears game is a must win because of who they were, and we still. You know, they still struggled a little bit. Now heading into this Dolphins squad, who we just went over in the show a second ago, has a very long list of injuries. This is a no-brainer. You have to go in there and win this one as well, don't you think? Well, yeah, this is a game when you look back on it and you and you think to yourself, and I always say, you know, you look at like the Bills, even the Packers, who are a good team, if I can say that on this podcast, the Chiefs and the Eagles. <laughs> sure. The Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills would destroy this current Miami Dolphins team. I know people are going, well, the Bills beat the, or excuse me, Miami beat the Bills. But if the Bills and the Chiefs were playing this team on Sunday, they would most likely destroy this team. So if you want to be considered in, you know, the top eight, the top four, the final four standing on NFC AFC championship week, you have to beat this team who could possibly be down their left tackle, is down to their third string quarterback. Both of their wide receivers, although practice most of the week, are banged up, still good, but are banged up. This Vikings team, this is the game where you hope they break the 30-point threshold. Mm. This is the game where it looked like last week against the Bears that maybe we see Mullins come in and play quarterback. This is the game you should win 35-10, to 41-17. to 17. This should be a blowout. Man, Nick Mullins at quarterback. I, I will take that, especially at this this time of the year. I mean, week six, your backup quarterback is getting in, but uh, there is, like you said, another backup quarterback that's going to be starting, and his name is not Tua. His name is not Teddy. His name is Skylar Thompson. So for you, do you think this should be the week the Vikings should blitz more than every three plays? Yes, this should be the week where – you see uh, the the two sacks that Neil Hunter has go up. He, this could be a multiple sack game for both of them. This is a game where you have, I mean, you have to put pressure on the kid. And a lot of people say backup quarterbacks do well because they come in cold. And a lot of people though haven't seen any tape on them. Well, they have tape on Skyler from last week's dismantling that that happened to uh, Miami Dolphins. They've lost two straight after starting three and zero. Yeah, this should be a get-right game for the defense, or maybe you don't see the wide-open middle of the field. Maybe you don't see huge plays when they need that one stop. Maybe you don't need Cam Dantzler ripping the ball away. You need something like that, because if that doesn't happen, who knows how the Bears game ends. This is a game where they should blitz a lot. This is a game where it's going to be a one to maybe two read offense for Skyler, and you don't want him to get to that second read because by the time that second read is happening, he already has pressure up in his face. Mm. This should be a very good game for the front seven of the Vikings. What would you bet on as a record after the bye? Do you think this team is able to correct what's been going wrong? Would you bet on them to, I don't know, what, 10 wins? How, how many they end with or how many they have? How many after, they end after, with? Well, so if you look at the schedule, I think this Sunday is a win. I think the Cardinals game at home after the bye is a win. Uh, I think the at the Commanders, the Commanders are terrible. Sorry, Gabe, I know you used to work there, but <laughs> You're fine. that's a whole different story. <laughs> I think the only game, and I could be wrong, that they aren't favored in 
is at the Bills. The Bills are the best team in football. Mm. I mean, I don't – if the over-under for the rest of the season for losses for the Vikings is three and a half, I might bet the under. Oh, wow. The only tough games they have left are at the Bills, then you play the Cowboys a week later at, at U.S. Bank Stadium in the afternoon. The Patriots after that aren't very good. The Jets are the Jets. I mean, the Lions might have a head coach in December when they play them again. The Colts aren't very good. I don't know much about the Giants, the Packers, the Packers, and and the Bears are the Bears. So I think this team could win 13-plus games. That's how good I think they can be. It's interesting that you say that because obviously at the beginning of the season, everyone was a little cautious. And like you look at each game-by-game schedule and you maybe don't want to give that many wins, losses, you know, you kind of like analyze it, right? But like you have them going on a six game win streak. Can you imagine? It would be incredible. I, mean, <laughs> I know. It would be, I mean, and I think PA tweeted yesterday, if they go into the the Bills game at seven and one, I think it would be, it's the <laughs> best record since 09 and 98. Now, I think that the 98 team would destroy this team, but that's a completely different <laughs> A win's a win, but, man. <laughs> I mean, I think they're favored in the next three games. I really do. I mean, they obviously are this weekend, and I think once we get closer to the game on Sunday, I think that three-and-a-half line will go up in favor of the Vikings. They'll be favored against the Cardinals, who have an awful defense. And the commanders, I mean, the head coach came out this week and said, what's the biggest problem on your team? And he looked into the camera and said, quarterback. I mean, that's as bad as Abbott blaming me for when the power trip has a bad show, which happens more often than you think. But these next three games, they should win. They should be seven and one going into uh, that Bills game in Buffalo. And that game, I would guess it maybe be flexed to a Sunday night game because the Bills will probably be seven and one as well. So that could be the game everybody watches. And my prediction is that will not be a noon game Mm. on November 13th. I wouldn't hate that. At all. My last question for you, uh, Sauce, is um, the Vikings haven't won in Miami since 1976. They win on Sunday if. So they win win on Sunday if Kirk Tober continues. I mean, you can say everything you want and, you know, and you can look at everything else. Maybe the defense has some holes in it that, you know, maybe against a really good team. And I keep bringing up the bills, but the bills are the only good team they play in the next month. That's what we'll see. But I think Kirk cousins is going to continue on this trajectory that he's on. They win. If Kirk cousins, Kirk Tober continues. I love that. And that's the case. It'll be a scary sight for a lot of defenses. So uh, let's get this win. Let's get into the bye and then let the chips fall where they may be. And in the meantime, sauce, I'll let you get over to the golf course because I, I feel like that is more important than talking to Tatum and I right now. <laughs> no, talking to you two is the most important thing I'm going to do all day. Appreciate you, Sauce. That includes the power trip. <laughs> I'll let those guys be the judge. Appreciate you, Sauce. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking to Sauce from the Power Trip Morning Show. He will, I believe, be at the game on Sunday, so I'll be interested to hear his thoughts on the Power Trip Morning Show on Monday. But for Tatum Everett, the sauce man himself, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Talk to you guys next week. Woo!